Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Tonight we're joined by the very talented Cass Anvar. Cass is a Canadian-born TV, movie, and voiceover actor. He is currently filming the second season of Alcon Entertainment's flagship, The Expanse. Cass's role as Alex Kamal has been expanded on the network's most expensive original show in the history of sci-fi. The actor's previous credits include his work in Oscar-winning feature film Argo, garnering a SAG Outstanding Performance Award. He also co-starred in sci-fi adventure Source Code, Suspense Thrill of the Factory, and co-starred in Steven Spielberg's The Terminal Opposite Tom Hanks, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Stanley Tucci. His TV work includes guest star appearances on NCIS LA and Intelligence, USA Network's In Plain Sight, TNT's Leverage, Fox's 24, ABC's Castle, and he co-hosted PBS's 2015 Christmas special to resounding critical acclaim and as the lead character in sci-fi's 2015 series Olympus. I'm pretty excited about his upcoming arc on FX's vampire thriller, The Strain, which will be entering its third season when it returns. You can find the rest of Cass's bio included with our post for this recording under Brad and Court Talk, All Things The Expanse with Cass Anvar. The Expanse is an American space opera, mystery, science fiction, drama, television series on sci-fi based on a series of novel written under the pen name James S.A. Corey, used by collaborators Daniel Abram and Ty Franck, set in a future where humanity has colonized the solar system. It follows United Nations exec Christian Avislara, played by Shrey Agdashlu, police detective Miller, played by Thomas Jane, ship's officer James Holden, played by Stephen Strait, and his crew as they unravel a conspiracy that threatens peace in the system and the survival of humanity. The series premiered on demand on November 23, 2015, and on Sci-Fi on December 14, 2015. A 13-episode second season is set to air in early 2017. We just want to thank you for uh, joining us tonight, Cass, and we got a few questions to start off with. Absolutely, let's do it. Go for it, Corey. Okay. All righty. I'm right, I'm right here. Okay. Uh, so you have a very interesting background when it comes to acting. Did you always know that you wanted to become an actor, and how did you get into it? Um, I've always enjoyed performing and I started acting when I was 16 in high school. So I've, um, I've kind of known that I was in this world, but I actually wanted to be a scientist when I first started out and I was studying sciences and chemistry and psychiatry and biochemistry and all that good stuff. But, um, ever since high school, I've been constantly distracted by it. And, uh, finally I got into National Theater School in Canada, which is kind of our Juilliard, and uh, that was the end of end of it, and the rest is history. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's cool because you learn all those different things, and you're able to become those different people anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. I can be a scientist. I play one on TV. Lots of psychiatrists. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your toughest audition, and did you get to roll for that part? My toughest audition? Yes. Hmm. I did a, I think, I used to do a lot of auditions for all sorts of supernatural things like vampires and, and uh, aliens and stuff like that. And those ones are always fun and challenging because I'd have to do all sorts of crazy voices and movement and speech patterns and things like that. One that I remember I did, I don't think I got it. I auditioned for 300, which was a lot of fun. And that I, like a big kind of, crazy Spartan or Persian warrior or something like that. Awesome. Um, 
But yeah, most of, most of the time it's the it's the supernatural, bizarre stuff that I I get the the most challenge out of and the most enjoyment. Okay, I was very excited to see that you're going to be involved with uh, the the strain this season. Can you oh, talk yeah. at all yeah. about your upcoming role on that? Yeah, I'm I'm playing a character who's human, uh, who's basically helping the vampires out. Um, he's a very ambitious type of nefarious business dealer who who doesn't really have any scruples or any moral code of conduct. So he's, he's helping the vampires accomplish their lofty goals uh, and uh, doesn't seem to care what he has to do in the process to, uh, to keep them happy. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, it's a very interesting character, very dark and dangerous character. <laughs> well, I'm very excited uh, for this new season to come. I, I love the book so much. Um, did you did you read the books at all? I haven't. No, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Benicio del Toro fan, but I haven't had a chance to read these ones. Okay, it's a very interesting world. I can't wait to see you in it. I can't wait too. It's going to start soon. <laughs> what role have you played that has made the most impact on you? What's and what has been the most? What role rewarding? has made the best? Um, I mean, right now, the one I'm most rewarding is Alex Kamal in, in The Expanse. I'm, I'm totally in love with this character and the show. Um, I got to play a very interesting character in Shattered Glass, which was a very important movie mm-hmm. uh, about Stephen Glass, the, the journalist who uh, basically manufactured almost 30 different stories for one of the biggest newspapers in the country, The New Republic. And uh, I got to play the, the character of Combi's Falahar, who was the, the editor who discovered him, basically found out the fraud. And that was fun because it was a real story based on real facts and real transcripts. And it was a really important story because it had to do with journalism being faked. And um, I got to do Dodi Fayed in, in the Diana story, which personally was quite rewarding because I got to learn all about Princess Di and Dodi Fayed, um, two people I knew very little about, despite mm-hmm. her huge popularity. Being Canadian, um, I didn't have quite the uh, quite the knowledge base that the Europeans had on, on Princess Diane. I found out so much about her, what an amazing woman she was. Yeah, it's amazing that her legacy is just still stretching onward, even after it's been so long. So you were talking Absolutely. about earlier... Um, like one of the roles that has been most rewarding for you has been Alex. And I, I, yeah. I just love his character so much. How did you get involved in with, with the chance? Oh, we look, we're um, all in love with just, Alex. Just like, just like everybody else. I auditioned. I was very lucky. I got to reach for the role. Um, I put a, a scene on tape uh, and I was in love from the second I read uh, the description of the character, which is a Mars born uh, fighter pilot of East Indian, Pakistani descent. Uh, with a Texas accent. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right, y'all, you got me. <laughs> so is he Martian born or is he Texas he born? Is. Oh, well, okay. He's Mars born. See, okay. um, Mars is mixed with East Indian, Pakistani, Asian, and Texan. Those are the colonizers. Very cool. So everyone on Mars comes from that gene pool. Very cool. So what's it like for you becoming Alex? Like, how do you get into his skin? Um, we share a lot, actually. Alex and I are very, very close. Uh, he's kind of an introvert. He's kind of withdrawn. He's kind of shy, pulled back. He, um, he has a, a troubled 
kind of family life. He wears his wedding ring and he looks at his pictures of his wife and his kid. He don't really know what's happened. You know that something's happened, but he's not with them anymore. Yeah. And um, that that's an interesting story uh, that he has, a backstory that, that's going to get a little bit more revealed um, in season two. Um, getting into his, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't have to work too, too much on the Texas accent because it's something I've done, uh, in the past, the Southern part of it, um, is something I'm familiar with. And I have actually some really wonderfully close friends of mine who are from Texas and they made sure that I was not going to make a fool of myself. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the things so, um, about the show that's really kind of sucked us in is the creation of all the dialects. And languages. Oh in the yeah, show. the Belter, the Belter uh, language is very fun. Yeah, yeah. The, yes. the Belter Creole and, and the sign language that they do, and the whole Martian yeah. Mariner Valley with the Texas drawl. It's just. It's, yeah, well, that's where the Texans landed is in the Mariner Valley. Um, the, the planet is populated by about fifteen to twenty million people. Uh, the original settlers, some of them landed in the Mariner Valley, and that's where most of the Texans landed. And then the East Indians, Pakistanis, and Asians landed in other areas, and then they all crossed pollinated and commingled so the whole martian race now is all mixed speaking of speaking of um a few weeks ago we spoke with dark matters melissa o'neill and she spoke a little on the diverse nature of sci-fi shows and i heard you speaking somewhere else about the lack of racism when it comes to the space dramas more specifically um your show can you expand on that at all yeah i I wouldn't say racism i would say that um the shows are diverse Mm-hmm. Um, sci-fi seems to have a little bit of an easier time being diverse and it's something that television as a whole should allow itself to become but if, you look, at, if you look at The Expanse um, it's one of the most diverse shows on TV and even one step further our, our lead character if you look at Ava Sarala played by Shuri Agdashli Dominic Kipper's Naomi Nagata mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and our upcoming new season one lead um, is going to be Bobby Draper, played by Frankie Adams. All, all three of them are non-white female leads, and none of whom are in any way revolving around a male. Their, their function in the show is uh, not as a relationship for a man in the show. So it's a, it's a very strong multi-ethnic and, and very strong female heroin um, type of show because you know, we have a diverse cast and we have really strong female roles. And it's good to see that on TV. And it would be, it's one of those things that you wish that you would see on, on mainstream TV a lot more as well. But it makes Absolutely. sense also in this, in the series, in the book series as well, because you're out in space. Everybody's got their own thing. It's not, exactly. everybody's not tied down to how things are here on earth as much read that there was a lot of interaction between the cast and the writers of the book. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. How they're involved in bringing the show to life? Absolutely. I mean, James S.A. Corey, which is collectively made up of two writers, uh, Ty Frank and Daniel Abrams, um, they're the creators of The Expanse. They wrote five novels. I think they're on their sixth now. And um, they are effectively executive producers, showrunners, and writers on the show. And uh, it was amazing to have them. It was a very interesting choice because having the novelists as part of the production team is very rarely done because Mm -hmm. a lot of the time the creators of a project have a hard time letting it go. And they have a hard time watching their baby be retooled for a different medium. 
Um, because going from a novel to a TV, it cannot be a direct transposition. You have to rework it in order to make it work on television. Um, it's a visual medium as opposed to a written medium. And uh, amazingly, Ty and Daniel, they fit like like just the show fit like a glove on them and they fit into the show beautifully and they were an incredible resource to have because I mean who better to have on the show that's incredibly complicated set in space all this science fiction and science than the creators who you could ask anything about the world the universe the tech the characters the backstories the history everything was at their disposal at their fingertips and you're like you're like hey what, what's going to happen with um Alex's marriage. Like, is he married? Is he divorced? Is he separated? What's, what's up with his kid? Like, uh, how come he? Uh, and you get this long, very involved um, explanation because everything's been thought of. It's all been worked out. Okay, so there's no room really for you to have any kind of head cannon with this character. It's all been decided for Alex. Oh no, that's that's not true. They they've got all the major flag points um, marked. They've given a lot of his history, but. They've given us the skeleton. Um, we basically flesh it out. We provide all of the nitty-gritty, you know, his his sense of humor, his philosophy, his outlook on life, um, the way things affect him, how he how he responds to the crises that are there, his emotional um, reservoir, how he interacts with all the other characters, the relationships. That's all stuff that we as artists contribute. Awesome. Awesome. All right, I have a question for you concerning some of the real effects. Um, even though yes. it takes, <laughs> even though it takes place in space, the show is very much grounded in reality. Um, you know, of course, mm-hmm. in space shows there's warp speed um, and teleporters and things like that, but we don't get that in the Expanse, and of course, we don't miss that. What's it like filming a show like this? It's really challenging, actually, because it is real science. We mm-hmm. are doing as accurate a show as possible in terms of what it would be like for us to be in space. And that means there's no gravity. That means it's dangerous. That means it's cold. That means there's no air. That means it's hostile and deadly. That means things break down and you don't have shiny brand new ships everywhere, you know, things fall apart. And um, that's exciting to have that level of reality. Oh yeah, and that's oh, yeah. fun. And uh, the hardest part is working in the zero g. Doing a doing a scene with no gravity requires a lot of focus and concentration because your body is doing different things. Um, the way you walk is different. The way your hands fall are different. The way you move is different. Uh, everything is different, and you know we have to keep eyes out for things that are being affected by gravity, like hair and pieces of clothing and stuff like that, so that we don't break the illusion when we're when we're doing the scene. In yeah. addition to all of our normal acting, we have zero gravity acting as well. Yeah. Like, how do you, how did you guys train for that? I know astronauts deal with it, but like, how, how do you guys as actors train for something like that? Um, we do a lot of research with um, watching the, the space station footage. Mm-hmm. We also um, train on wires to, to learn how to do a lot of the stuff that we actually have to be in the air for. And then, obviously, there's a lot of um, stuff that's done CGI. Yeah. Um, but uh, we have to do a lot of research to just look at how does the body move in zero gravity because it's not like walking underwater. It's 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 a, it's not uh, it's not as easy as that. It's not all slow motion. You can actually move quite normally, but you just don't have any weight. Yeah, like it's pretty awesome. Like when when it's not so much the CGI and it, we can see that. It, well, we can't really see it because the wires and everything. But like when it's mm. something like so real, it it really does come across, and there's some kind of high stakes to it. Like you guys do so much yeah. awesome work. 
Well, it's because we, we really don't have any suspension of disbelief. Like, yeah. I think the only thing um, that is even a remotely stretch of the imagination is this this concoction that comes from another planet that they're using as an experimental thing, the, the goo that they use. That's the only thing that uh, is even remotely inconceivable. Right. It's just a matter of time before we get there. However, I'm not sure about having the white stuff shot into my veins so we can speed up the ship. You don't like some juice, brother? I don't. It doesn't look. It does not look like it's that's that fun never, at all. That's because you never tried good old Martian juice. That's the good stuff. <laughs> that's what it is. It always, it always kind of looks painful when they're going it because you know the, they got oh, the G forces to deal me. with. It's definitely painful. You, if you get if you get blood thinners, steroids. Uh, stimulants, amphetamines, uh, anticoagulants. Like if you get a cocktail like that stuck in your veins to keep you alive and keep you awake during a high G burn, trust me, you'll feel it. Uh, wow. Yeah. Just feel that in the morning when you wake up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I know you guys started filming season two back in April. Are you guys still filming? Yes, we are. Just uh, going to go in tomorrow and finish 209. Oh, wow. It's uh, season two, number nine. All right. Awesome. Do you know, how many episodes are going to be on this season? Can you tell us? Do you know that part? This year you're getting 13 hours. Oh, oh that's so good. Great. <laughs> that's great yeah, news. Yeah, you're getting an extra three. And the first two are going to kick your butts. <laughs> you know, the whole season is going to kick your butts, but the first two are going to be a rocket ship. Yes, I know I am so looking forward to that one. Um Actually, it was one of the other things I loved about The Expanse, and it's and not sidetracked, but it set up with that Hue lighting system. I don't know if you've seen that or not, on how it plays I've out. I've heard about it, yeah. I haven't, I've heard about it. People I know have used it. I haven't actually done it. It makes the show so much more in-depth by go, when they go out yeah. and, you know, lightens to, to blues and purples. and Yeah. Anyhow, if you ever get a chance to see it in the with the Hue lighting, it's it's an, it's amazing. I love it. Can't wait. I hear it's a big investment, but I can't wait. Yeah, a couple hundred. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I I love it. I love it. It's great. So you also do voiceover work. What's that like? That's correct. I love it. Voiceover is kind of like an escape for me. It's uh, it's very demanding um, vocally, but the fun part for me is I get to do roles I would never get to do on camera. I can play a I can play a burly redneck Irish drill sergeant when I'm when I'm doing voiceover work, which I love. You know, I can play a little green goblin. I can play a uh, vampire. I can play anything, any shape, size, color, as long as I can do the voice. And I love that. And you did work in Assassin's Creed also, correct? I did. I played Altair in Assassin's Creed. I was in Halo 4. I was in Call of Duty, Command and Conquer Generals. Did a lot of fun stuff. All right. A lot of stuff out there. But are they ever going to have, like, a video game for us for The Expanse? I think it started out as a video game. I think the creators told me that was the idea, was it was going to be a video game. And then they said, you know what, this is a TV show. You know, this is a novel. And so they did the novel. And then I think maybe a video game is going to come after. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, is there anything that you can tell us about season two? What to expect for your character or our favorite crew? Um, there's going to be a lot of character development for season two. Okay. Uh, my character goes on a huge journey. He's He's deeply affected by the events of season one um, and some major, major things happen in, uh, in season two that profoundly affect him. And he goes on this long kind of journey, trying to, 
trying to deal and and cope with what is what is effectively um, you know a massive cultural tragedy that takes mm-hmm. place on uh, on Eros, uh, and we were all there to witness it. So I don't know if you know you can imagine being in Rwanda or in uh, anywhere where you see you know tens of thousands of people being put into a situation that is brutal and lethal, but wow. that's what, uh, that's what the crew has to, has to basically respond to when they, when they leave that, that region and get back on their ship. Um, that's what they've, that's what they're coming from. Right. You know, it's not, it's not just like, Oh, you know, uh, have a cup of coffee and get on with your day. It's a, it's a profoundly impactive, uh, series of events that we now have to cope and deal with, uh, as human beings. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what's to come. Um, are, is there going to be any news or any trailers that might drop this weekend at Comic-Con? Well, let's just say, get yourself a good seat at that panel, uh, or you're going to be disappointed. Okay, All looking right. forward to uh-huh. it. Well, let everybody know that there. <laughs> yeah, please do. 3 o'clock on Saturday, uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we're coming prepared to, to make you guys happy. Okay. Awesome. Now, question for you. Do you know if you guys are going to be in New York for the, um, the New York Con in I October? I don't know that yet. Okay. I don't know. Yet. Well, I hope you guys will be there because I couldn't make it to San Me Diego. Too. But I oh. will be coming out for uh, New York for sure. And since I couldn't get to San Diego, I usually am able to watch them online. So people are very happy to post. Very cool. And that's one of the things that's kind of interested this year with Comic-Con. I know Sci-Fi is doing that whole weekend of Comic-Con, so I'm hoping they'll get a lot more into the panels and we can... Yeah, I think they're going to be they're gonna be streaming. Yeah, oh, that'll, cool. that, that'll be nice. I'll stay up for that one. The panels, the panels will be available online. Uh, Definitely. That'll be great. That'll be great. So cool. that about wraps up everything we got for you. How can people uh, contact you on social network? Everything's Cass Anvar, C-A-S-A-N-V-A-R. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me all there. Oh, Hit me awesome. up. That's great. Awesome. And we'll have the links up on our page as well. Cool. Okay, and I know you guys live tweeted um, during the Expanse last season. Are you going to um, live tweet during the strain this year? Uh, during the train? Oh, I'm, I might. I don't know what their policy is. I, I might do that because that's going to be exciting. Yeah. It's, very, that- very big, it's a very big story this year. Oh, I, I'm excited. I can't wait. But I, I love it when you guys live tweet. It, it makes us feel more apart, I guess. I enjoy it, too. Fans yeah. are great. Thanks. Uh, so we want to thank you for joining us tonight. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing you and The Strain and, um, of course, The Expanse when it comes back. And um, was it January 2017? Uh, yeah, G- uh, December, January. Correct. That's, that's what I've heard. I mean, don't quote me on it, but it, that's, that's the one that I've heard. Okay. Okay, cool. Yes, thank you very much for coming out and talking with us tonight. My pleasure, guys. B, I am so pumped for the season of Expanse and The Strain. I just can't wait. I know, I am too. It's going to be great, and I don't know, The Strain's coming up, but I don't know if I can wait until January of 2017. Well, if it's January. Remember, it's supposed to be early 2017. We're not sure yet. December would still be bad, too. I need it now. This is true. But I know they're still filming it, so... Yeah, I want the production to get done so we can watch it. Just think it'll be Christmas before, before we know it. So yeah, this that's is fine. True. I have a good feeling we'll probably be recapping this show when it comes out, too. I'm pretty certain. Yep. 
Well, before we close this one out, just to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or movie that you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. Court's doing recaps for Mr. Robot and Dark Matter. I'm working on recaps for Killjoys, along with some other things. I got a uh, Z Nation thing I've been trying to get out here for a while. That's come back in September. Wow. I got a Star Trek thing that's coming out that I got to put out because there's some new uh, unseen scenes that are going to be out on TV soon. Is it for the movie or it's for the, the television TV show? show? Yeah. Nice. It's very sweet. And we'll be recording our review of 12 Monkeys season two finale later on this week. Get that over with. It was so good. And if you haven't it watched 12 Monkeys, so go back and start watching it. Yep, it's it's on Hulu. Go for, start on Hulu season one, and then you can watch the rest of it. It's yep. amazing. Do it now. This, Do it this now. This season was even better yes. than the first season. Yes, and get the Hue lighting, too, because it's awesome. And you'll need it for the Expanse. I'm just saying you can thank me later after you get it. Oh, my God. They need to give you an endorsement they, or something. They do need to give me an endorsement. Do it every week. <laughs> because the hue lighting is the most amazing thing ever. I love it. It just seems, it's, it's an extra character in the show that you don't even know. Sets yeah. the mood and stuff. Anyhow, Court, let the good people know how they can reach us. Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jindev, and he is Brazzy B. Also, be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well, just to keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. And just in case you want a live suit with us, uh, make sure that you, whenever you have your post, you're posting with hashtag Pure Fans, and we'll try to follow along with you just to see what fandoms you're most interested in seeing and reading about. You can also check us out on Facebook. Uh, Pure Fandom has a good group over there, a nice bunch of people. And you actually want to go check out on Instagram, too. Check out Pure Fandom. Go ahead and follow them and do it on Twitter. Actually, they're on Snapchat, too. They're on Snapchat. Liz and Lindy, they're both out at Comic-Con San Diego this weekend, so expect lots of stuff from them. And we are. Lots of goodies. Yes. Oh, yeah. And if you are in San Diego, I know they're having their launch party for the new app. Yep, that's going on. And actually, the information for that is on Instagram. If you yep, go there, so you'll find out, out all that information. So f- check them out on Instagram, Pure Fandom, and go to the launch party. It'll be awesome. I'm telling you. And they have stuff to give away. So go, 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 go. So make sure to hit the comments and let us know if you, if you had anything to talk about regarding the expanse and the strain. If you read the books, let me know. I read the books too, and I love them. Yep. How do you f- think the show and the books contrast? Talk yep. about it. Let's do it. Looking forward to hearing from you. So until next time, we'll talk to you later. Later.